Good evening, Newark. It's so good to be back together with you. I'm excited about tonight's topic on baptism, and let's start off with prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to be together, to study your word, to learn. Thank you for everyone that's watching, our church family, and people all over the world. God, I ask that you would be with us, touch our hearts, give us understanding as we study your word, and let your spirit lead and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tonight's topic is baptism with immersion and burial. What does it mean to be buried with Christ in baptism? So we're just going to first talk a little bit about burial. What comes to your mind when you think of burial? Um, as Westerners, you know, we think of, of a casket, of, of someone going down into the ground and being covered. Um, due to COVID, I couldn't do it. I wanted to go down uh, to the funeral home and, and let them put me in a casket and uh, kind of show that whole closure thing and being buried, being put into that casket, but uh, nobody's going to let me with COVID-19. So you'll just have to imagine, which doesn't hurt my feelings too bad because the idea of being buried is not a pleasant one for me either. So how many of you sit around and talk about burial with your family and your friends? Um, you know, have you picked out the way you want to be buried? Um, what color maybe your tomb or your casket will be? Do you spend a lot of time thinking about being buried? Uh, most of us, I believe, try and avoid that thought. It's not something we want to think about. Some people it bothers so much that they do not want to be buried. They want to be cremated. They don't want to even discuss the idea of being buried. And so, but the Bible talks about it, about it in baptism and Jesus being buried and us being buried with him in baptism. So tonight we're going to talk about that a little bit. Our Western culture, when, when we see people buried, we have cremation. We think of, of going into the ground, of, of a box, a casket. Um, many of us that have been in church have seen pictures of what we, we think may be Jesus' tomb and Back when when Jesus was buried, he was buried in a tomb, a, a rock, you know, a big hole cut out of a rock, and then they covered that hole. So he was still buried. He was completely covered. It was just a little bit of a, a different way. Um, many of us have seen mausoleums where it's an above-ground type concrete tomb, per se, but the body is, is completely covered. I want to leave you with one more very disturbing image. I want, I want you to imagine if you went out to um, to visit great grandma uh, Bertha and and you go to visit her grave and when you get there you look over next to her and there is a leg poking out of the ground from the neighboring grave. <laughs> I, I would have a complete melt meltdown. <laughs> Because that's not what you're expecting to see. You're expecting to see ground and our little markers, and you're able to have a time of memory and remembrance. But but you're not you're not looking to see something like that. Uh, we're not looking to see anything. Most people will be like, oh my god, that is so creepy. Uh, and that's not what we're looking for or expecting when we go to see to a place where there is burial, where people have been buried. 
So tonight we're going to talk about being buried with Jesus. And I promise you it's not that creepy. And and it's a wonderful thing because we already know going into this that Jesus rose from the grave. And so when we are buried with Jesus and baptized, we rise again to new life with him. So I'm going to give you that little part starting off so that we're not having any creepy feels as we're talking about this lesson. So in um, in the, the gospel message, I want to start with just what the, the basic gospel message in its purest form. We're going to start with 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. In the net, it says, Now I want to make clear for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel that I preached to you, that you received, and on which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold firmly to the message I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I passed on to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. This is the gospel in its purest form. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ purely for the redemption of humanity. He came to redeem us. God clothed himself in flesh and came to redeem us. And it, it, took, it took a cost and it took his life and it took his death, his burial, and his resurrection. It's a powerful thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what does that mean to us? What does it mean when someone says to you, the gospel message is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ? How do we how do we explain that? You talk about death and burial. That's, I think it's kind of creepy. So we're trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the question is, how? What does this mean? How do we obey this gospel message? What does it mean for us to die and be buried and rise again with Christ? Because that happened a long time ago. None of us can go to the cross. He went to the cross, so we don't have to go to the cross. He was buried, died, was, was buried, and rose again so that we didn't have to be killed or be buried. So what does it mean to, to uh, be crucified with Christ, to be buried with Christ, to be resurrected with Christ? And the best answer I can give you is Scripture. So let's go to Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 4. Or do you not know that as many as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may live a new life. Let's go back again to those, that verse 3. Or do you not know that as many as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death in order that Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so that we too may live a new life. That is a powerful, beautiful scripture for us to see that with baptism, we are repentance and baptism, we are brought into the death and the burial of Jesus Christ, and we can be raised to new life. We must be baptized to be buried with Christ. We can't be raised to a new life if we're not buried with Christ. There's nothing to be raised from. Baptism is the burial with Christ. It is a, a symbolic thing and 
in one of our other lessons. I know we're going to discuss the different facets of baptism, so I'm not going to get sidetracked. We're going to stick just with the burial aspect of baptism tonight. So let's jump to Colossians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. In him you also were circumcised, not, however, with the circumcision formed by human hands, but by the removal of the fleshly body, that is, through the circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, you also have been raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. That's powerful. And even though you were dead in your transgressions and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he nevertheless made you alive with him. Having forgiven all your transgressions, he, was, he has destroyed what was against us, a certificate of indebtedness expressed in decrees opposed to us. He took our sin, our indebtedness. We were in debt to sin. He took that debt upon himself, and he has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. And you know what happens when he did that? does that? When we're baptized, we're buried with him. It says it disarming. God takes our sin, the power of sin, off of our lives, disarming the rulers and authorities. He has made a public disgrace of them and triumphing over them by the cross. This is, this is a beautiful, powerful scripture. In the Old Testament, we see that to be identified as, as God's people, the, the males had to be circumcised. You, you couldn't be identified as a Jew if you didn't have circumcision. When we come into the New, the New Testament, and we're no longer under the law, but we're under this covenant with Jesus, how do we get into covenant with him? The way we get into covenant with him, it's saying right here, is through baptism. Baptism. Instead of being circumcised in the flesh, baptism takes us and circumcises our heart. It cuts away the power and the control of sin in our lives. Can we still sin? Yes. And we'll read later about what it does with those sins. But in baptism, it is the circumcision of the heart, which you'll read all through the New Testament talking about. We must be not circumcised of the flesh, but circumcised of the heart. And this cutting away, removing the power of sin in your life to control you. That's a beautiful thing. Many times people are baptized and they don't understand this. They don't understand the supernatural event that is taking place. God is saying when you are baptized in water, completely buried with me, you're immersed in water, covered in water, in Jesus' name, the water doesn't do anything. It, but supernaturally, God has said, when you do this, when you submit to this, and you are you've repented, and you are identifying yourself with me through baptism, I am cutting away, I am removing the power that sin had over your life because of your debt. And Jesus has said, I've already nailed it to the cross. It cannot control you anymore. It cannot hold that debt over you anymore. You are free. You are liberated because you have been identified with Jesus who has already paid the cost on the cross. What a powerful scripture. What a powerful passage in our life. And the power and the beauty of baptism. So let's go on to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 2. Therefore, we must progress beyond the elementary instructions about Christ and move on to maturity, not laying aside this foundation again, repentance from dead works and faith in God, teaching about baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal 
judgments. Again, we see a reference to in the foundation of biblical teaching of the New Testament, the foundation of a walk with God, the foundation, the gospel message, that is our foundation of our relationship with God is repentance with faith in God, baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. All of these things take place. We don't want to miss baptism. Here it says baptisms. Because when we read in Scripture, it talks about the baptism in water and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And those are two very distinct and beautiful things. And that's what it talks about when it refers to teaching about baptisms here. It's referring to both the baptism of water and the baptism of Spirit. Acts chapter 22, verse 16 says, And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and have your sins washed away, calling on his name. This is referring back to that supernatural act of instead of a physical circumcision, God is cutting away the power and the control of sin in your life. It can no longer own you. It no longer dominates you. You don't owe anything to sin. You no longer owe a debt you are freed from that. And when you are baptized, when you are buried with Christ in baptism, those sins are washed away. Not only is the power of sin broken over your life, but the sins and that power are washed away when we call on his name in baptism, being buried with him in baptism. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost is so exciting to hear what God does for us in baptism what he does for you and I, something we can't do for ourselves. There's no work we can do to accomplish this. But when we believe in the gospel message, we believe what God has done to us and we obey that message. He said, if you'll love me, obey my commands. His commands are to follow, obey the gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Repent, be baptized, be buried with him in baptism. And then you will be raised to newness of life. He will refill you with his spirit. And we can walk in that new life, not controlled by the power of sin anymore. One of our last verses is Titus chapter 3, verse 5. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but on the basis of his mercy through the washing of the new birth and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us in full measure through Jesus Christ, our Savior, through the washing of the new birth and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. We are washed in baptism. Remember, we, that, that sin, that power that sin has over us, the debt we owe is cut away when we are buried with Christ in baptism. And then we are, we have the renewing, we are filled with His Spirit, and we are renewed by His Spirit. We have new life in His Spirit. But we must be buried with Him in baptism. That means to be completely covered by Him, to be covered by His name. We are identified with Him. We are buried with Him. When we baptize, we baptize in a way that is burial. We are covered in water. We're not there's not just a little bit of water that's sprinkled on us. Um, Scripture is very clear talking about being immersed, being put down into the water, just like a burial. We are put into the water. We are covered by the water because we are buried with him. And burials don't happen without the body being covered, period. Uh, I don't 
anywhere. Even if you, you look, you can look back into history and different cultures where some, some bodies might have been put up and um, above ground, but they were completely covered. There's, there's nowhere where you're going to find a burial where the body is not covered. And we are covered with water when we are buried in baptism in the wonderful name of Jesus, who is our Savior, who is the one who made it possible for us to have a gospel to follow. It's not by our works of righteousness. There's nothing you can do. There is nothing I could do to earn God's grace and mercy and forgiveness and to earn the supernatural power of our sin being cut away. Jesus did it all, and then he hands us the gospel, and he says, tell the world about it. He says, follow my gospel, obey my gospel message. And we obey his message through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that he made possible for us today. And I hope that you have been buried in the name of Jesus in baptism. I hope you have had the power of sin and the control of the debt that we owed because of sin. I hope you've had that completely cut off out of your life. It's been removed. It's been washed away and that you have come into a new life with Christ. I pray that that has happened. If you haven't experienced that, there is hope. You can have it. You can have the power of sin removed from your life. doesn't mean you're never going to be tempted. doesn't mean you're never going to fail, but it doesn't control you. It is not your master. Jesus took that. He took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He took the power that, 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 that can no longer can we be controlled by sin and our debt that we owe to it when we are baptized with Christ, being buried in his name. Thank you, Jesus. I am so excited for baptism. I'm so excited for what happens in baptism and for what God does when we obey and we follow his plan. I love you all. I'm so excited about the Word of God. There is nothing as powerful as Scripture. I love you all. I hope you have a great night. And I want to take just a minute to close in prayer. Lord, thank you that you made it possible for us to be freed from the control of sin and that we are no longer in debt, but that you paid the price for us. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for newness of life with you. Thank you for washing me clean in the waters of baptism like only you can do. Thank you for the gospel message, God, that we can we can listen and we can obey and then we can share with all of those around us. You are so good to us, God. I bless you and I praise your name and thank you. Thank you for what you have done for us today. I pray that you all go on your way rejoicing because of what God has done for us in burial and baptism. In Jesus' name, thank you for it, Lord. Have a great night. We love you all.